0: And welcome back to another Impactful Night of oh, the Impact of Education Leadership. This is episode 122. I'm your host, IDT, Firefighters, and our third-class friends are Buddy Thornton, Project Change agent, Pro, Chandler Bullock, and Elder Renee Logan. Buddy Thornton, please hello to the team, people.
1: Good evening to the people and to my esteemed panel mates. It is a thrill to be here.
0: And Elder Renee
2: Logan, please hello to the people.
1: Good evening, everyone, and
2: I pray that all will be well-inspired and a seed will be planted. And also, thank you for allowing me to be on this with your panelists. And good evening to my fellow panelists in this.
0: Amen to that. And, can you please hello to the people? What is notice no you. good evening, and namaste, any blessing. And uh, I'm just hoping that... Uh, We can offer you the highest potential for everything that you do. We're going to do great together. Well, tonight's topic is on so many different levels, but the word I'm hearing tonight is nasty. That being said, the title for tonight's topic is Gifts and Curses of Giftedness and Parental Roles. When I think of this topic tonight, I think of those icons, those iconic people like Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley, O.J. Simpson, Janis Joplin, James Brown, and the artist formerly known as Prince, just to name a few. The gift and the curse of giftedness and talent and parental roles have never been more vital than now. Giftedness can be explained as the ability to solve complex problems in effective, efficient, elegant and economical ways. Using this explanation, a gifted individual can use existing knowledge when necessary and apply known methods when appropriate reaching solutions based on the best available knowledge and methods however a gifted individual can also abandon existing knowledge and concepts and redefine problems and devise new strategies and new methods and new ways to reach entirely different solutions and different pathways As we are now in a different age, a digital age, a COVID age, how do we monitor? How do we help our teens navigate through this new peer culture? How do parents play their part in this essential role in preparing them with those necessary social skills needed to make intelligent choices and avoid peer pressure? since after all COVID-19 is not going away anytime soon, whether we like it or not. So this critical, crucial, vital developmental step toward gifted and talented individuals is so necessary. It's so needed and it has dramatically shifted as humans must redesign. What we had in mind. First, I want to ask the panelists, what did you think? And we can go around the table. What did you think about this topic tonight before we get started? Who wants to go first?
1: I believe that people need to understand that gifted means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And I think as we have our conversation tonight, I think that people are going to become aware that just based on the fact that you have three completely different diverse people on here as panel mates you're going to get three perspectives that are going to cross a broad spectrum and there's going to be a lot of enlightenment about what gifted means and gifted is not always a quote-unquote gift as we will definitely see in this conversation this is
2: elder logan and i am excited to hear what my other panelists have to say about this because this um, topic here is cross-cultural and so to bring it to light well I thank God for those that are on the panelist because I know they're going to bring such a a unique way of understanding the gifts and curses of giftedness and so I'm just um, excited to hear what they're going to say and whatever God gives me to
0: uh, give to the people? Well, my name is Kendrick Uh, uh, Yeah, I'm probably the last here, and that's okay. But the bottom line is I I know that everybody's gifted. They just have to accept the gifts that are available to them. We all have the same gifts. But I will tell you a short story with my son. I uh, spent a lot of time coaching and, and mentoring him to be able to think for himself the gift started out with him being able to understand himself and use the power within to, to make choices that are available to him but i had to guide him against things that didn't want him to 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 realize his maximum actually i shouldn't use his infinite potential so i got a message a couple of days a couple of weeks ago and my, uh, one of my sons sent me a message and said, thanks. for He said, I saw a message on YouTube. I was like, okay. He said, it teared me up because it talked about the fact that it talked about uh, a supportive dad. And I said, all right, that's cool. He said, I just, he said, it teared him up because he realized how supportive of a person I was, period. I had to be able to dig in. And show him a level of love that I didn't understand as I was growing up. Don't get me wrong, I grew up in a very loving family. But, I mean, we were extremely average when it came to financial ability. I was able to kind of rise above good things and think outside the box. But the other piece is knowing outside the box means that we're able to live our life holy and, and, and fruitfully and to be given be able to give a loving guard to the individual, I was lucky enough to know that that as I was doing it, I had to go against the norms of what I was taught and the things that I was experiencing, but I was able to show my kids a level of love that helped them understand that they're already complete and uh, they they're infinite we're all infinite souls but we have to be able to bridge the gap within ourselves not for the kids but for ourselves and allow them to get outside the gate and take step one of a thousand or more you know I, all those responses are so good but you know one that stuck out for me uh I'm gonna say the most was what KB said uh, about love, and and you know I believe that we are being forced to get back to a place where humanity first started, And, and that's with the rainbow children. What I mean by rainbow children, that that love that we had in the beginning when when skin tone was not a a major major uh, issue in this and it's that rainbow what, what is a rainbow uh, a rainbow you have to look this up uh, a rainbow rainbows are part of the visual light spectrum they form when the light wave passes through a prism like a water droplet and is refracted or bent by the prism and so or what what does a rainbow mean exactly a rainbow does not contain a pure spread of spectral colors although it is somewhat close a spectral color is a color that contains only one wavelength component of this electromagnetic wave in contrast a non-spectral color contains many wavelengths and it's therefore a mixture there it is a mixture of spectral colors that blend together uh no one color is uh overshadowing the other color it, there's a balance there's a harmony it's harmonious and it's, it's peaceful and those are all the traits of love let me go to my first question i want to ask buddy thought i'm i am this conversation uh for me it this is going to be something you're going to want to share uh with your uh your friends your loved ones This is uh, and the the timing is perfect. It's it's coming out during the holiday season, and so what better way to uh, uh, talk about this topic than to talk about it uh, during this time? Uh, Buddy Thornton, positive change a pro. I know you are working on uh, many uh, books right now. Uh, You got some already out uh, that's published. That's going to be hitting the markets here and beginning next year. But uh, you know, with this topic in mind, how would you talk to your mentees? right or even your clients about navigating through technology while maintaining a strong sense of community and that that one-on-one that one-on-one interaction with family members friends associates you name it how would you start that conversation officer
1: when it comes to dealing with gifted people the conversation always revolves around how do we recognize what a gift is and is a gift a gift that is singular or is it something that we share is it a communal property thing or is it unique to the soul you mentioned a couple of people in your introduction elvis presley and Prince and I'm gonna focus on those two people one because I share a unique bond with Elvis Presley I was born on his birthday Uh, so was Stephen Hawking so you know there's some unique people who were born on January 8th. but when you look at Elvis Presley and when you look at Prince two people from two vastly different backgrounds completely different origin stories And yet they are heroes to millions upon millions of people across the globe. And yet we cannot forget that even with all of their giftedness, all of their unique ability to transpire a craft, which was the music industry, they had their dark side. Their gifts overpowered them. It overpowered their ability to control themselves and they both unfortunately met the same type of demise when we look at that we have to understand that a gift has two sides just like a coin so yes there's always a gift but there's always a curse or the possibility of a curse that goes with any gift any God-given talent or any developed talent that we pull out of the ether because God gave us a certain combination of gifts that we're able to put together to create talent. So when we start that conversation, we have to say, does this gift belong to me or does it belong to you or does it belong to everybody? That's probably the number one question that any conversation has to start. And I usually preface it by saying the first person that a gift belongs to is the person who has the gift. And so it's something that has to be cherished. It has. It's something that has to be nurtured. It's something that has to be brought to fruition. And to do that, you have to recognize there are pros and there are cons to every gift. And there's one element that shares both a pro and a con. When you're looking at parents and you've got a very young child and they recognize that child has some very unique gifts, whether it's they're a prodigy, they're music, fine arts, whether it's sports, whether it's math, whether it's some type of a focal point, some type of passion that they have, and you recognize it's a gift, parents naturally start building expectations, and they start talking about those expectations, and maybe they read a little bit from their what their child is doing, and they start planting the seeds from those expectations but those expectations can also become a burden for the child and over time the expectation be, starts to become sort of an entitlement to the parent but a burden to the child so you have to understand that when you place that expectation out there if it wasn't an expectation that was started by the child by the one holding the gift it can be more of a burden than a gift So you have to understand that that is a shared thing that we have to recognize as parents and as caregivers and as teachers and as mentors. If you're you're mentoring somebody and you see that they have an incredible gift, you can't pile expectations on them. You have to nurture them along and you have to let them show you where their passion is taking them. Some of the other gifts that a, a, a gift is, is uh the pros are they get a privileged start because they've already got such a huge passion and a, and a focus on something that they are already jumping down the track they're taking it leaps and bounds they have less boundaries to overcome because they're they're going to overcome those boundaries whether you help them or not they're either going to create opportunities or people who are going to recognize their gifts and they're going to open opportunities up for them it's very easy if someone has incredible passion to create a plan for their life they they tend to just gain momentum and just move forward just thousands of miles an hour but then on the downside obviously you have those external vicarious actors and sometimes it's parents sometimes it's that uh, crowd that follows behind those people who want to gleam their part of the glow effect they they want part of that gift but they don't have it but they know if they get close enough they're going to get some of the shine off of that gift and then of course let's go back to prince and let's go back to elvis they became their own worst enemy because they started to absorb some of that gift and started to believe more of the external noise that they were hearing and it consumed them from without It worked its way into their soul and then it consumed them from within. So we have to recognize that there's always a dark side. There's always a gift and a curse with every blessing that we're given. And so we have to recognize that. Parents need to not pile expectations on. They need to allow the gift to mature and they need to nurture it along when necessary. And so I came up with a mantra. You have to recognize that a gift without passion... A gift that is never given effective coaching or mentoring. A gift that does not have an optimized feedback cycle will simply put a gifted individual back into the pack and that will never come to fruition. That is something that nobody can prevent because we all know first-round draft picks in sports. We all know people who came out and they were flashing a pan, that that one-hit wonder, who end up failing in the long run because someone did not nurture them, someone did not help them, and someone did not give them feedback and ground them back onto the ground when they needed to be grounded. So that's something that people need to uh, understand. Pros and cons come with every gift. And a parent's role and beyond that, a coach's role and a, a caregiver's role is to make sure that the individual is nurtured along the path, never get in their way, Always nurture them because they're going to get where they're going. They're the gifted one, but they need to be taken care of.
0: That was so good. That was so good. Expectation. Mm, mm, mm. You know, me, I, I got so much accountability. They keep me to the ground. <laughs> and my accountability is my gravitational pull. You talked about expectation, and what it drove me to was that expectation drove me to automation and that automation drove me to situation because we automatically do things when we are in different situations based off of our expectation, right? And so that can, you know, influence uh, that, that young person who's already battling with those two that that two-sided character, that 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 good side, that dark side, that that Doctor Jekyll and Mr Hyde, right? That's in us all. No one, no one is is it, it, free of dealing with that. That good side, that bad side. We all battle with it, whether you want to admit it or not. So that's that awareness that we need for these different types of intelligence. Because these are different types of intelligence that you're talking about tonight. I'm about to bring KB on. Um, but that, that spectrum of intelligence is, is, is spiritual. It's, it's emotional, it's physical, it's transcendental. And it's something that we have to be taught how to manage. I think this is a perfect transition to our next guest. But before I go there, Buddy Thornton, thank you so much. Spreading so much value to this podcast. KBC, say love to the people who let us know what you're doing. Karen, one of the things I do on a daily basis is try to figure out why I still do stuff with renewable energy, of course, and uh, we talked about that a few times. I figure out strategic ways to help people that are home for and people that need food, water, and shelter. Uh, anybody who's available, just what I do is try to see help them see a better way to do things. And if I have people in communities that have more money than the other, I teach them how to create wealth for everybody instead of creating competition. I create a level of. Uh, transparency and giveaways and things like that that allow us both to dive together. Cause that's what we have to do. Try to figure out creative ways to give people a voice when they typically don't think they have it. But the short story is also, uh, with me being the engineer that I am there, the energy engineer, I'm still showing people local how to be able to to in their gift and see the gooder. I should say, I shouldn't say it this way, but the gooder side of themselves all the time, both sides of the fence. And I teach people how to create wealth without money. That's what I'm doing now. Absolutely. You know, and I'm going to go in. So prepare yourself, position yourself, posture yourself. You know, uh KB, you are I mean, I've been knowing you I've I've known you the longest <clears throat> from any of these pot, these uh panelists on the podcast uh tonight. You um you know, uh mentored me uh through the officers corps uh in the army. And um and but you worked uh for um CIDGO. Uh, for those who don't know, it's military jargon for uh, communication, like IT, right? And so, you know, IT people, they work with different uh, spectrums of communication, okay? They deal with radio frequencies, those different hertz, kilohertz, and, and millihertz, and those bandwidths uh, as it relates to uh, communicating uh, frequencies in an electromagnetic uh, spectrum range, right? And so, you know, with that in mind, and, and dealing with communication and information being transmitted right from from one place to the next place, and and knowing how the feedback uh, occurs is it, basically your job. Your your job uh, is to make sure things are communicated and transmitted uh, cohesively and effectively um, across the board, right? And so, you 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 do that, but then on, on another uh, tier or, or spectrum, you're also an athlete. Uh, you have won um, the Super Bowl playing with the Dallas Cowboys, okay? So, you know, how do you go from being at the apex of one career that's IT and then turning around and being at the apex in another career which is athletic being a track star uh, uh, NFL star and then being a computer geek my question for you because it's it's, it's mind boggling (laughs) and I want I want to, I want us, I want to listen to us to, to, to walk with you and we're going to trust you tonight. We're going to hold your hand tonight as you take us on a journey. As we walk with you, we're going to trust that you're going to be transparent in this question that I'm about to ask. And that is, you know, beauty, the beauty of a gift. Right, Beauty is a gift Beauty can be a gift Looking good can be a gift Dressing good can be a gift But it can also be a curse Because people can can try to Exploit you For your gifts and for your talents For your good looks You name it Even the people that you hold Dear to your heart Even the people that you trust The most Even if the people that you confide in With your inner secrets, as a gifted and talented person yourself, I ask this question and we are looking for truth. We are looking for honesty and we want you to be naked. When we ask you this question, do you battle? Kendrick Bullet what your dark side? Uh, short story, short answer, some more. Dark side is, and what I do is I deal with my dark side. By can you guys, can you guys hear me? Deal with my dark side directly. Oh, we hear you. I I you. Lima Charlie. Come on. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. I, I, like that. Here's the thing. I don't have a dark side. The only dark side I have. Is- hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me ask you a different question. We're asking you to be... I, I, I got Transparent. to my fear a long time ago. Do you my,
1: have it? I got
0: <laughs> <laughs> You are that? That's my, I have a dark side. What's your dark side? We want to hear it. Let's go. Bring it on. in love, open up your heart, and the heart controls the mind, instead of us thinking that the mind controls the heart, my heart controls my mind, and the choice I made was to be able to understand infinite knowledge and not infinite wealth. Uh, I had what one might call a spiritual awakening about ten years ago and God told me that I had to be the voice of people with all the information that I had in my head. And what he did, he me to to, to to be a vessel, and make things better for the world, for everybody, for all of us. But the other piece is, uh, you can Google what happened, but I went through what they call the dark night of the soul. That's what, that's the what they call the Christ, a consciousness of Christ. And what that does is, that was a night to where I was able to continue to let go of ah, that that was the night was I was able to fully let go of every piece of fear that's out there. And I had to reason with myself and I still have to do that over time. I do a lot of meditation, but meditation and prayer can go hand in hand if you focus on God. But what I had to do, the fear was stripped away from me. I give I I was allowed to to live in this abundance of love and be able to, to to be able to live both my truth and help other people get rid of their fear and or dark side. The dark is nothing more for for, for me it's nothing more than helping people live their truth. I can deal with the homeless person Homeful person, let me say that term because I don't believe in those terms. But I can deal with the homeful person who needs food and water, and then, second, flip it, flip it to deal with somebody who's uh, some of my family family members who, who are rich. But a part of it is being able to truly understand who stands in my own truth. Now, I have to have guidelines in place uh, so that I can remain joyful. But at the same time, I have family members who tell me that I'm a little different, and that's okay. Everybody's different. But the dark side is really about being able to help your fellow man and love the person that's next to you. You know, there's several verses in the Bible where it talks about love. But we have to be able to love ourselves and love the person next to us in order to love God. And that that's the only proof. And again, I hope I'd answer the question. Well, my dark away a long time ago, that person died, that portion of me died. Do I learn from that? Do I learn from those dark sides? Absolutely. You call them whatever you want. But the bottom line is when I talk to people to include demons, if I have them in front of me, whether you call them demonic or not, that those are fake. But what I do is I, I, I I'm i an active listener, and I learn those people's names. And I keep gifts as a direct result of the thing. I, I get special gifts as a direct result of, now uh, let my gifts already my special gifts amplified as I do things that resonate with the uh, with everybody because I know we're all connected we are all a loving group, but we all have to be look looking terms my well that's that's true oh, okay okay let me say something okay let me say something uh, and, and listen. Uh, man, I, I'm with you, I'm walking with you. I, I feel you. You know, I you know, I I did poke at you because I, I wanted to uh, you know, see um, you know, what you were gonna reveal. And and this is something that a gifted people, um and I I'm a, I gotta bring in uh, Elder Renee Logan for this, but this is something that gifted gifted people, they are um but I'm not even gonna talk about you. I'll talk about me. Gifted people, we wrestle with this. We wrestle with these these concepts. We, we wrestle with this type of intelligence, this type of knowledge. This we we, we wrestle we wrestle with these these situations, if you want to call it that. I call them, you know, they could be problems. How you want to to define it? Uh, uh, we, we we wrestle with it. We wrestle with it. You know, do we fit in? Are we doing enough? Are we doing too much? Are we, rest- I, you know, I wrestle with a lot of, am I doing, am I overdoing things? And I'm, When I try to hold things back, you know, because I, I believe a lot of gifted people try to hold back because they don't want to seem like they're, they're prideful or they're trying to grandstand uh, and do more than the average person. And But this is pressure. This is peer pressure to fit in. Let me bring in... Um, Elder Renee Logan, what is your thoughts about this topic? When when I when I sent you this topic for you to chew on, and what's going on in the world today? You got mass shootings. You got you got all types of things going on. I mean, come on! If a kid goes into a school and strategically plans to do something like that, and it's a success, this kid is not. At all slow of learning, this kid it has to be brilliant. This kid has to, has to be gifted to understand all the schematics, the you know all the things involved with pulling things off like this. That's just a small uh, example, but uh, you know, as as, as a minister uh, of Christ. What are your thoughts about this topic today, as as it relates to our, our children? Because we're talking about children, and we're talking about the parental role and the a parental, and we're talking about parental awareness of our gifted and talented students. What what's your thoughts?
2: Uh, thank you for allowing me to join in the conversation. I really do appreciate that, um, brother Isaiah. And as I listened to everyone, I, I took some notes. And you first mentioned certain people, and uh, Buddy tapped into a couple of them. But even as he was tapping into them, I tapped into some more. And the pros and cons is you can see where the parents identified where the child was gifted, whereas some parents don't. And here's our real, here's our real challenge on today. Many children today are being called ADHD or ADDHD because they think the child is unruly when the, when in reality no one is tapped into the child's giftedness. And so when a child is specially gifted, especially most gifts come from God anyway, all gifts come from God. It says all gifts and callers are without repentance. But when a child is gifted and they're not quite sure what it is, and they go to class and they can't seem to fit in, that brings the peer pressure. I just watched on um, IG the other day where a parent has a two-year-old, he's already doing multiplication. So his, the, the curse of it, I don't want to say the curse of it, but the, the other side of that is the peer pressure, as you say, because people going to think that he's, He's better than him. Same thing with the children in school today. They'll think that they're better than the person, and yet when the adult or the parent has not tapped into that gift to begin to cultivate it, to plant seed into it, it causes friction with everybody. The parent becomes agitated because they haven't identified the gift. The Bible says to teach a child in the way he should go, and when he gets older, or train up a child the way he should go, and that when he gets older, he won't depart. And most people got their understanding that that means that just physically the Bible, but really God was telling us to pay attention to what really causes a child to move in a certain direction. Pick up on that, and then begin to help that child develop it. Not look at it and say, it's a problem understand who has been gifted. And when I think of that, I think of people like MLK, Aretha Franklin, because she did so much outside of singing, but she used her voice, her gift to be able to help the community. I think of Mar- I think of uh, Malcolm X, who had a rough time because no one tapped in into the giftedness until he made this, this, this journey. And I think of the Williams sisters that were gifted with tennis, but they didn't know they were gifted. And so it seemed difficult. And yet the father kept drawing it out. I think of Samson who was gifted with in ways that are just beyond our understanding. And when he wanted something that didn't look right, his parents got agitated and angry. So we see a pattern going on even today and we'll see it a lot in children that are on that line where they call the underprivileged because they're not, they don't have access to the things that's necessary to open up that area of the giftedness. And so when it's not opened up like it's supposed to be and trained and properly directed, then the gang members are after them. And I can say that because I was a parole officer and when I see sat in doing my voluntary class for overcomers. I've seen a lot of businessmen and women. I've seen a lot of scientists. I've seen a lot of people with great gifting, but it wasn't tapped in at an early age. And so they wound up on the wrong side. Somebody else seen it, but they weren't working on the right side. And so if we don't tap into our children early, And not say they're aggravating me because they're making all this noise, but begin to watch to see why the noise is coming. We'll have another lost generation. I'm grateful for the COVID today, and and I don't say that lightly, so please don't bash me. But why I say that is because parents had to go back to paying attention to their children. And some of them picked up on the gifting. Now, the parents also have the flip side of the challenge, because if the parent has not been taught either how to tap into the gifting, they'll believe what someone else has said. Oh, they're unruly in class. They don't know how to sit still. Why are they so aggravated? Because the child's mind is already above the level at which they are, but they haven't been tested properly. They haven't been given the right tools to see what it is that's really pulling their interest. They don't know if they're they're really supposed to be readers or teachers. They don't know if they're going to be mathematicians. They don't know if they're supposed to be in a music class and you got them sitting here with everybody else and they're bored. And so at the same time, the parents may be gifted, but it wasn't tapped into. So what we've done is We've lost the generation, but if we'll come back around and I thank God for our teachers. I really thank God for our teachers. On the news this morning, one of the teachers in one of the areas had been teaching allowing the children to begin to work about things about astronauts, about the the the, the rocket that goes up that carries them. Some were learn were so interested in how it how it is built. Others were We're interested in the the components of the takeoff, what makes it, what makes them move and go, the rocket go. Um, Some were were more interested in other areas. So the teacher was happy because she's tapped in to the gifting. The curse is who's going to follow her? How can she reach the parent to see where the child is at? And so at this point in in, in in this stage of life, and with this, this third round coming around and we're not finished, I'm just curious as how will the parents tap in again? With the children being pulled aside, it's giving them a little more time to begin to kind of navigate if they are being... I don't really want to say follow, but that's the birth where I can come up right now. If the parents are paying attention, just like you said about the young boy that went into the schooling and shot everybody up, that's poor direction on the parent side. They put they 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 poured into him a negativeness that should have never been there. Yes, okay, he he knew about guns. He learned about guns. But wasn't there a better way to redirect his his curiosity in that? Maybe he could have built something better that would help with getting rid of the these meteorites that are coming toward Earth. And yet, he thought it was necessary to take out a culture, and that's where our problem is too in this the cursing, because when a child feels like he's being neglected, both at home and school. He'll be drawn to something that's negative that could bring harm not only to him, but to fellow students and even teachers or parents. So the responsibility still lies on the parents tapping in. But like Brother Kendra said, the and Brother Bullet said, pouring in the love. They're not just – children are not something you put in a – corner and let them be or allow them to stay on computers all the time, but you have to interact with children, but it has to be done in a loving way, and so with so many parents on drugs and locked up and them being tossed to and fro through foster care and stuff and being manipulated, being molested, both boys and girls, it's difficult for the child to stay focused on the gift because of the negative, but I believe that it's coming around to where everybody is beginning to wake up and say, what is it really that my child is interested? What gifting has God placed in them? What is it that I'm supposed to develop in them? And when that happens, you'll see a turnaround in the parents' um, attitudes. Unfortunately, some parents that have children haven't got past the ninth grade haven't got past the 12, so their learning abilities are, are limited, and they don't want to let anybody know they can't read well or they don't understand something well. And so now we have to set up a community where both child and parent learn together so that both giftings can be brought together, which will pour more love into the family that will dispel these myths about, different cultures and stuff and we can see the world begin to change and turn around thank you
0: wow wow. Like wow 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 listen we out of time but before you go let's do a takeaway i want to ask a question for uh you know around uh of the panel uh because you know i want to ask you know to name some gifted people that you know, like, you know, for me, I think, um, for me, Elizabeth Katie Stanton uh, was extremely gifted. Soldier of Truth was extremely gifted, uh, gifted, and uh, Susan D. Anthony were were extremely gifted because they they started the women's rights movement. But uh, the question around the board I wanna ask is, moving forward, what are the challenges for our parents? Moving forward What challenges are are they facing Right So they can add value to their Or or give direction to their Gifted and challenged students Uh, Just around the board Who wants to go first around the panel
1: I think I'll uh, jump right in there Isaiah Uh, First of all Just to address what you were struggling with earlier uh, Gifted people uh, No matter where they are In society No matter what their uh condition is is they the struggle that they have internally is a struggle, it's a moral dilemma on self awareness. You know, am I doing the right thing? Am I a fraud? Am I am I really truly gifted? It's always a struggle. It's a question you ask yourself every day. And you live on the edge of the knife, always trying to prove yourself, not to others, but to yourself. So, you know, you have to always try to determine what is it you're going to do today that you're going to, to do to prove to yourself and to shift over toward what the parents uh, and how we need to approach parents and how they need to approach this topic. It's, they need to understand how society treats gifted people. Look at the school environment. What do we have in the school environment? We have honors programs. But what do honors programs do? They lump all the unicorns, a, a term that's pretty uh, pretty modern. They lump all the unicorns into one room. And what do we all know? When everybody is gifted, nobody is gifted. You're taking someone who is a power player in their own mind, who is extremely gifted in some way. They're not all going to be the same. They're all going to be unique. But you're piling them all up into one Dynamic. You're putting them in one place, you're compartmentalizing them, and then you're turning them loose on each other and you're telling them that they're just like everybody else. So you're beating the motivation out of them by, by putting them all in one category. I hate labels. The one thing I would tell parents to do is remove the label and celebrate the uniqueness. Make sure that your child understands that they are unique and that whatever it's going to take to foster and develop, nurture their gift, that's the path that you're willing to take with them because as Kendrick said and as Elder Logan said, love means more than anything else and the best way to show you love your child is to give them the best future that they could ever dream of.
2: This is Elder Logan, and I can agree with Buddy, with giving them the best um, education they can get. Far as navigating the children through the things they got to deal with today, the peer pressure, and how to handle the peer pressure, and then making sure that their social skills are well be- are beginning to be developed in a way that can help them make the proper choices and avoid the peer pressure. I watched um, the news where one man said that his daughter was so overwhelmed because of the pandemic and them being out of school for a year. And he had to redirect how he handled her because he understood then the peer pressure, the the cursing of the giftedness, so much was lost. And so as a parent, we tend to overlook how our children are reacting to things because we get so engrossed in our own emotions that we forget to ask the child and to sit down with the child to see in what direction they're going, like Buddy said. And when, they, when we as parents, my my children are all grown, but we as parents, because that, back when I was coming, there was no computers. By time computers come in, I think I was near college, my first college um, semester. Um, I learned how to wire boards <clears throat> that I don't even hear I'm talking about anymore. And that was the gifting. My mom never, my mom never really, I don't know if she paid attention to the giftings within us, but God knew. And so at this point, all I can say is we've got to open up education to both child and parent, but make the parent not feel inadequate as as they stand beside their child to become better prepared for the future that's ahead of them. Thank you.
0: Hey, this is Kendrick Buller. Uh, listen, I think the easiest thing to do is uh, I'm always going to talk about love, but I'm always going to answer that high note but love internally is just as important as loving externally. Matter of fact, loving, loving internally is even more important than love externally. And whatever you feel is gonna come out, we just gotta think that we give them the more support, the, the parents and the kids, the more support, so that they know that everybody has that, that light and everybody's tapped in. We think that we're less than what we are. We're actually, actually, these parents are actually more than what they are. Again, before I had that spiritual awakening, I was doing things that put me in a cycle, you know, working, you know, 12 hours a day doing, working 24 hours a day. I had three different careers at one time. Football, playing professional football, uh, playing, I was in the army. And I was uh, doing some I, I had my own that, that was the, I was lucky enough to to make mistakes before my son was able, my kid was able to realize uh, that I could do more from a love standpoint. The good thing is they don't remember any of the great, but the even better thing you know, they they remember the good memories all the time. I spent time planning for their success. I was married during the time and I knew I was having a struggle in the marriage. I couldn't stay in the marriage, but I stayed for my kids long enough to where they saw success in their life and they were able to believe in themselves. But a huge portion of what we talked about is, is, is being able to understand Internal love comes with all of us. It's a God-given right. It's a birthright. And uh, it's not even God-given. It. it is what it is. And I hate to use that term. But our glory and our success comes from every step that we take. That's it. You life to be and allow people wow. to do this. Wow. well you heard it first this was another impactful night of the Impact Education Week listen I, this topic we gotta do this again this is not over this is so concentrated but anyway this was episode 122 tonight's where Elder Renee Logan Blake Thorne the positive change agent pro and the one and only Kendrick Bullitt Good night.